It is time that we develop a radical understanding of our humanity, of our souls, of the depth of our existence here. No matter how harsh the histories are to accept or how scary it is to build a better future, we must make connections that help us better understand. We must challenge our mindsets and the ways we show up. We must allow ourselves the space to work out the vast expansiveness that is our humanity. Welcome to It Really Is That Deep. I'm your host, Kendall, and here are a few things that have been on my mind lately. Welcome to the very first episode of It Really Is That Deep. I'm your host, Kendall, and this podcast is a little bit different than anything else I've done before. Instead of, you know, big chunks of conversations and doing interviews and things like that, I have decided to really open up my mind and share the things that I daydream about, share the things that um, I am challenging myself with, just thoughts that I've I have and instead of posting them in video form on TikTok and in short little clips, I've decided to attempt to create something new, something different that can challenge us all as a collective in the ways that we show up, in the ways that we think about ourselves, in the ways that we interact with our own humanity and and in in a, in a, in a have a spiritual experience here. I am not a religious person any longer, but I'm still very deeply spiritual. And I try to take a look at what is going on in our world and how I am showing up in my community with a full wide perspective that includes um, having an intellectual view of what is going on, having a human view of what is going on, thinking about things from a soul level, from a molecular level, and, and including living organisms in the environment. I think that we have really developed like a damaging relationship with how we interact with ourselves, even in our own humanity. And, and I'm healing that in myself. And in that journey to even heal that in myself, I have just grown exponentially. I have changed as who I am and how I show up in the world and how I interact with people around me, how I interact with other living things on the planet has completely shifted. And I wanna share these insights and these things that I have learned on this journey with the greater public. My hope for this space is that you will walk away feeling inspired. I hope that you will walk away looking at life or yourself or whatever we are talking about, um, just with a different perspective. I hope to challenge the way that we think so that we as a collective can move beyond the binary and really understand that our existence here is on a spectrum. Our existence here is um, so much more than this or that or black and white or good or bad. It is it is so much more and so much deeper than that. And there is so much more going on that even I haven't experienced and cannot put into words yet. And so it may sound really woo-woo <laughs> and I hope that um, I hope that you enjoy the woo-woo-ness of it, but we gotta talk to each other and we gotta have conversations that challenge us, conversations that hold us accountable, 
conversations that make connections to things that are happening in the world, to our history, to what we want to build in the future, to how um, we communicate with one another, both with our words and with our actions. There's so much going on. And as someone who is autistic and has ADHD, I have often struggled with everything that is going on in the world around me. And I've had to learn how to um, really care for myself and really love myself and really connect with myself so that I show up every day with access to who I am and to whom into my humanity. And that is the foundation of making this podcast. That is the foundation of the things that I write and the content that I create on Substack. That is the foundation of the existence that I try to have both in my online work and in my offline work in my community. And so that's what this space is. I hope that I hope that I help you embrace your humanity. I hope that I help you embrace your flaws, embrace the things that our society may not see as valuable, but are 100% valuable to the power of the collective. I hope you find your individual power if you haven't yet. And I hope that you learn how to hold it and yield it and just be fucking amazing. <laughs> These are the things that I'm, that I'm hoping that come out of this space. And it is different. It is, um, it is deeply intimate for me, to be honest, because I often think about how people will say that, you know, we need to guard our hearts. That's something that I heard a lot when I as growing up as an evangelical, that, you know, your heart is the center of you. You need to guard your heart, guard your heart. And I think that the heart has definitely something to do with it, but I often feel like my mind is a way more intimate space than my heart um, because my mind is where a lot of the imagery is, where a lot of the visualization happens. It's where... I can either sell myself short or I can really pump myself up. Like our minds are so deeply um, powerful and they're so deeply connected to our souls and our heart and who we are on a molecular level. It is, it is so much. And so it's really big for me to be opening up my mind in this way to invite people to kind of imagine with me um, invite you to think deeper with me, invite you to make connections with me as I'm also on this journey with you all as well. I'm excited to see what will come out of this space. So let's get it. I'm just sitting here thinking about how one of the cornerstones of like white supremacy and Zionism is that you always see these forces like constantly oppressing and exploiting people like it is built into the fabric of their being almost as if they think that they cannot have happiness unless they are trying to destroy someone else's happiness it's like they think that there's like this happiness quota that they cannot let black and brown or poor people or gay people or trans people they just cannot let these people have any happiness because their inherent happiness will take away from theirs and that's such a weird 
concept to me because what it has actually done is created this this category of people, this global majority of people who I really feel like at our core, I mean, of course, we have capitalism, which really just is completely out of hand. But at our core, like I I don't need a lot to be happy. And I feel like having grown up under such a strict white supremacist culture inside of the belly of the beast, like I have had to learn and adapt that my my happiness cannot be in the opportunity at work or in the money in my bank account or the school that my kids go to or um, I don't know, even even in like my, my family, you know, having being rooted in all these children that I'm giving birth to, because I constantly live in a society that is not willing to have let me have those things easily, if at all. And having to struggle to get those things, I've had to learn how to cultivate happiness and worth within myself while not having employment or being underemployed. I've had to learn how to cultivate happiness and self-worth within myself while having a negative amount of money in my bank account. Um, I've had to learn to have happiness and self-worth within myself while having a lower status in society as a black, queer, non-binary, single parent. It... um, has really shown me what is really important and true about joy and happiness. And it is not in these things, it's in our state of being. And I think that the more we all return to that mindset, we will continue to see sweeping changes in this country. And I almost want to say it's like a return to that way of thinking, you know, because our ancestors were fully aware in, when they were enslaved, that they did not have their freedom. At least I, I think, I mean, they were enslaved for 400 years. So, I mean, that's a lot of time for mindset to even shift within that paradigm. But I do believe on, on a level, they knew that they were not free. They knew that they were goods and commodities and capital. But, but the fact that we still exist here proves that some of them didn't give up and I have to believe that there were those of them that just knew that their self-worth and who they were as a person and in their in their validity and their happiness and their joy was about something that is going on internally and not so much connected to what is going on around you physically and that's not to say that the physical isn't important because it is however it is also just, it, it is something within, it is a power within you to be able to find happiness and joy and self-worth. And we just see so much in our society today how white supremacy is rooted in this deep and terrifying disconnect with self and self-worth and what is actually true and beautiful about being a human being. Because everything about white supremacy and capitalism and patriarchy and all of that, it just strips it away. It strips away the best parts of our personhood. And we wonder why our crime rate is through the roof. And we wonder why the mental health system is uh, shattering under the weight of having to treat so many people 
and, and it's still a commodity. Like a lot of people cannot afford to get the mental health that they need. And we wonder why our kids can't read or, or, or some of, some of them are just struggling through school and it's not even a real education that they're getting either. And they know that. I think that is one of the things that just so, so frustrates me when dealing with white supremacy, because it just obliterates our humanity. It doesn't just like strip it away. It doesn't just like fade. It comes in like a missile and it just implodes it piece by piece. Exactly what we see happening in Gaza. We see these physical bombs being dropped on these buildings in Gaza and we are rightfully in an uproar. But mentally, that exact same thing has been happening on the inside of all of us for centuries at this point. And we should be just as in an uproar at the way that our our inside of us, our soul or our minds or whatever you want to call going on on the inside of us, it has been obliterated. It is constantly under attack. And no one goes unaffected because the oppressors are affected just as much as the oppressed. And we all just down here making each other miserable. We've got to let people be people again. We've got to put people back into their proper flow within this beautiful ecosystem that is the planet. Because we are mammals and we are one of the animals that are that inhabit this place. And we are just so throwing this place out of whack because we are so misaligned with ourselves and with the collective. I believe that when we, as we have this disconnect slowly click back into place, we will see so many beautiful things that were so horribly misaligned become just transformative. And I see that one of like, like the way that our technology has evolved, like it's great in some cases, but the way that we've had technology evolve here now has been just to turn a profit, period. It was not, maybe some of the science may have started as wanting to help people, but in capitalism, these things get monetized and co-opted and it becomes something that that's how you have people in Congo dying to mine for cobalt for all this technology that we have. They are literally being killed for it. It's just to turn a profit. Because if it was really to transform people's lives, you would not commit a genocide in order to get it. Period. You wouldn't. It is only in the pursuit of money, something we created that people are willing to kill and do everything to obtain it like this. Money and power, it is literally like our, our brains are rotted. But there is a way where we could have had this technology and still had our humanity. It didn't have to develop in this way. But when you put an inanimate object over living, breathing, being things with a conscience and with emotions and with feelings and all of that, this is what we get. We get people dying so I can make a podcast on my iPhone. It's a bloodcast. Fuck. <laughs> I just want to say I really think it is that deep, y'all. 
Don't forget that the conversation continues on my Substack, where I share deeper essays, think pieces, poetry, and other written work to challenge our experience. You'll find a link for that in the show notes, along with my other social media handles. I am so grateful that we have gotten to spend this time together. Until next time, take care.